The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. Songhezomapete on SAFM. Brother Kleisen, good evening. I'm from SABC when you once were. Don't you miss this platform and the space and this environment? I'm trying to come back. I'm hoping you'll put in a good word for me. <laughs> well, you know where to start. A good interview here. We bring you back on another day where you can actually conduct the interview because on Tuesdays we have what we call the hashtag Tuesday Takeover where we get somebody like you to sit where I'm sitting and you talk yeah. to whoever about whatever. It's a way of diversifying conversation and bringing in many schools of thought to the public platform. So Wonderful. Let's talk about Sudan, though, something which is clearly not wonderful, not least for the 77 verified South African nationals who, as things stand, and I hope it has changed, are said to be trapped in Sudan. What can you say, use this as a platform really to educate South Africans as to what's going on there? Yeah, so we've had a very um, worrisome a couple of days uh, because the fate of South African nationals, uh, including uh, diplomats attached to the South African embassy in, in Sudan, uh, was such that uh, we were worried about their safety uh, because uh, the airspace in, in Sudan is closed. It's essentially uh, an off-fly zone. The airport is damaged and closed and uh, fighting continues. Uh, in fact, the most challenging thing about the fighting in Sudan currently is that it involves also airstrikes. And this is why many hospitals have also been damaged and are not operational. The few that are operational are overcrowded. That's why South Africa has been calling for ceasefire to to allow a passage for humanitarian aid. Over 300 civilians have been killed. Uh, so as you were correctly saying, we had uh, just uh, about 77 verified South African nationals also stranded and stuck in Sudan, uh, including our own diplomats and the priority for us has been to put together a plan to evacuate them despite the difficulties that I've alluded to. Uh, so this had to be a ground operation. We're able to get that uh, uh, underway today. So we've been able to move um, uh, South African nationals and our diplomats out of Khartoum. They are en route to one of the neighboring countries as we speak. Uh, so, so we're at least able to report that positive development. Yeah, l- l- let's talk about that because, I mean, sure, the air, the, 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 the airspace is closed and the facility itself is no user-friendly at this stage. How are the South Africans moving to neighboring countries and how safe are they as they do that? And what are the arrangements? Presumably there would be border control at these points. Yeah, so it is um, a very risky and dangerous uh, operation that uh, we've put together, but it had to be done Mm. uh, because we needed to move our people out of harm's way. You would have seen in the news that... the French convoy, which was also attempting to evacuate uh, their nationals, came under fire. Uh, so it had to be done in a way that, uh, you know, uh, we, we could avoid a similar situation from occurring. So fortunately, uh, we're able to report that they've been able to get out of Khartoum. They are still on their way. Um, uh, but uh, we're in touch with them. And uh, so far, they are reporting that they are progressing well. Can you confirm if there have been any South Africans who have suffered injuries or worse fatalities? Fortunately not. Uh, From the database that we have, uh, there is no South African that has been injured uh, or or even killed. And uh, we're grateful for that. Mm. And uh, so, yeah, uh, we're able to confirm that.
I mean, I'd mentioned 77 South Africans. Is that the number or is this a number that's continuously on the rise? It hasn't um, gone up. That has been the number that we've been um, working with. Uh, Two days ago, if you had asked me the same question, I would have said this may change. Mm. Uh, But over the last 24 hours, uh, we've not received any new names uh, or contacted by family members here at home. So so that that seems to be the figure that uh, we're working with. Can you share more details as to the arrangements that are being made at the borders to immediately receive these 77 accounted for South Africans and plans yeah. to get them not only to be safely received at that border, but get them to come home? And, and what is happening in relation to communication with their respective families, who obviously probably won't have the kind of communication that they typically would have access to, given what's going on in Sudan right now? Yeah, so we've... Uh coordinated with the ambassador um, of the country where um, our South Africans are headed to, who's accredited to Pretoria uh, through diplomatic channels. We've made arrangements with the foreign ministry in that country, including uh, customs and border uh, management control. Uh, So we've got a team from the South African embassy in that country to receive them at the border and to make sure that they are processed without any problems because some of them don't even have travel documents. As you can imagine, they had to leave. um, Get up and go. Yeah, yeah, so, so some of them don't even have passports. So we've got a team to prepare emergency travel documents upon arrival and process them. Once they're on the other side of the border, uh, we've got flight tickets ready for them to uh, be flown back to South Africa to be reunited with their families. Talking about the families, what can you share has been the experience so far with the families here or elsewhere who obviously are engaging your office or diplomatic spaces for the purposes of not just finding out about the existence of the family members, but such um, channels that are being followed to repatriate them. In other words, what typically would be a question of a concerned relative that you can answer right now, even if I don't have the specific question in mind? Yeah, no, I mean, um, families have been worried. Uh, There's been a lot of uh, anxiety uh, and people worried about the safety of their family members and asking us round the clock as to whether, you know, people are safe and when will be uh, when will we get them out? Uh, so when we were finally able to report today that uh, we are evacuating, there was a lot of uh, you know relief uh, from family members. Of course, the next question became, uh, how soon can they get mm. to areas that are safe? And uh, after that, uh, the next logical question then is, when can they expect them to arrive back in South Africa? But we've been updating uh, the family members as uh, this evacuation is pro- uh, progressing. Uh, so in the next 24 hours, uh, um, to 72 hours, we do expect that uh, people will be arriving uh, back in South Africa. If by chance you happen to be listening, I do have the spokesperson for DERCO, Mr. Kleisen Monella, engaging us as to the situation in Sudan and how if you are sufficiently connected with somebody, one of the 77 South Africans there, you have a question, please take this opportunity to ask. I don't necessarily suggest that you'll get every answer, but this is clearly an opportunity for us just to keep the channels of communication open and hopefully with time things will certainly yield fruit. 86 0 That's the number to dial.
Clayson, let's talk about the diplomatic mission in South Africa from Sudan. What can you share with us? Are they even here? One, because I know the government has been destabilized since the ousting of al-Bashir. One, two, to the extent that they are here, are we engaging them? Two, and if we are three, what are we engaging them and how? Yeah, no, they still have a diplomatic mission here. They still have an embassy, which is very active. In fact, as we were putting together the logistics of this evacuation operation, uh, we were engaging with them. We needed to exchange diplomatic notes with them to try and get uh, some sort of uh, safe passage arranged uh, with the authorities in Sudan. Of course, it wasn't easy given the fighting that's currently happening, uh, but uh, I can confirm that they do have an embassy and uh, they are operational. Uh, and this is why, by the way, we continue to make the call as South Africa uh, to the warring parties uh, mm. in Sudan to, to you know, lay down their arms, give peace a chance, and allow negotiations. Um, uh, the regional body, IGAD, is ready to mediate. Uh, the international community, including South Africa, is supporting those efforts uh, because we, we believe firmly in the principle that political problems are best resolved through dialogue. Fighting only results in the destruction of infrastructure uh, and the killing of people, and that's not what we want to see. The African Union has this goal of silencing the guns on our on our continent, and uh, we firmly want to see that. So we are calling for uh, negotiations to resolve the current uh, challenges that led to this fighting. Let's take a break, please, brother. I propose that we continue some of the issues after the break, and I'm specifically going to talk about, at least that's the first question, how this situation has the propensity to destabilize even further an otherwise very unsettled region and even between ourselves and Sudan, how this can heighten, if you like, diplomatic tensions. And we know where that can lead to when nations have heightened diplomatic relations. After the break, Mr. Kleisen Munyala, International Relations and Cooperation Department Head of Diplomacy, talking to us about the situation uh, that continues to engulf the nation, but specifically the evacuations of the evacuation of South Africans currently stuck there. The number is 77, all verified. So far, no casualties. Plans are afoot to evacuate them immediately. The challenge is coordinating wherever they are, getting them to the border. The conversation continues after the short break. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. on SAFM. So far, 77 verified South Africans are trapped in Sudan. None of them fortunately injured or otherwise missing or dead worse. Second, the families have been in touch with the department and the department in touch with them. Seeing things are seemingly going swimmingly there. Now we're just taking this opportunity just to bring the department and the people to the same platform, the people being you at home who is listening, to engage the importance of how things do happen at a diplomatic level, when there are tensions in one country and another is affected, in this instance, South Africa is affected by what's going on in Sudan. So let's have a conversation now at a diplomatic level. What typically should be the kinds of protocols that are in place? Because that's why, for instance, South Africa would have a mission in Sudan and Sudan a mission here. It's to ensure that in this instance, South Africa's interests her people in this instance, are well looked after in such instances as this. So just give us an opportunity, rather, just give us a lecture, or please take this as an opportunity to lecture us as to what is now triggered, because 
You hope certain things like this are never triggered, but when they are triggered, you default to established protocols. What are they, Clayson? So, so, so the fighting is an internal um, conflict. Uh, there is two factions, as you know. Um, so, South Africa wouldn't necessarily uh, be um, involved uh, with that particular issue. However, yes. uh, we do have diplomatic relations with with Sudan, and um, as I said to you, the African Union. Uh, which we are a member of, has this goal of silencing the guns. In fact, when South Africa chaired uh, the AU, uh, President Ramaphosa, two, three years ago, this was one of the um, uh, the principles that uh, we were saying, or goals or objectives of the union that we were also pushing as part of our chairship. Uh, so it's sad to see the continent again uh, still having to deal with uh, something like this uh, and this is why south africa is supporting the efforts of the regional body eager we are also on standby uh, if called upon to mediate um, negotiations uh, to settle this uh, dispute peacefully in terms of relations between us and, and sudan uh, those remain solid and strong um, unaffected by what's going on internally uh, in sudan uh, but uh, we stand ready to to support any effort to resolve this uh, um, negotiations. One of the listeners, and I'm just going to read the message as it is. Good evening. Can someone from the South African National Defence Force tell us why or what the South African battalion that was deployed at Sudan has been withdrawn? Why it has been withdrawn in 2017? This is TP Makaka from Mozambique, Capo Delgado. Can you share information on, on that matter or is it something completely different and beyond you? So they're asking about why a battalion was withdrawn from Why RSA battalion that was deployed at Sudan between or around 2017 was withdrawn. I'm not sure of that context because I I don't understand in my reading of the matter where that comes from. Does anything trigger anything there from your end? No, and it's not related to what we're discussing. I, I, I would be interested to hear what the, the, the listener is uh, specifically referring to. I do know that there was a, point, a, a time when uh, the AU had deployed um, uh, in that part of the world, and South Africa had uh, contributed to that. But that particular mission had a time uh, frame, and uh, after the conclusion of that particular mission, uh, all countries that had deployed, uh, obviously their, their time had come to an end. Uh, so that could be what they are referring to. But I mean, I, the question is... No, no, except I think, it, yeah, I think it is something like that, but I didn't want to sort of make it my position. I, I'm glad that you said it. But on that, can you confirm that indeed that our soldiers who were deployed for that mission are not in Sudan right now? Yeah, not, not in Sudan. Very well. Is there anything else that you wish to share? Because, I mean, this is pretty much straightforward. Everything is in process the plan is unfolding albeit these kinds of wheels move very slowly when the kinds of urgencies are the ones we're playing against the visions that we see on sabc news final comment no just to again um uh, reassure south africans that uh, you know the plan that we were talking about over the last couple of days has indeed come to fruition we've been able to mount an operation to evacuate our nationals including the diplomats uh, attached to our embassy in sudan what also pleases us is that uh, as opposed to other countries that only um, evacuated diplomats uh, we also managed to evacuate south african nationals 
were stranded in Sudan. And uh, we're quite happy that they are finally on their way uh, home. And we should be able to announce in the next couple of days uh, the arrival times at Duatambo. Thank you so much, Budi. Much appreciate for your time and your measured tone. And we certainly do hope that everything that you guys are doing will happen exactly the way you are planning it because I certainly have faith in Durko. Thank you very much, my brother. Appreciate it. 2128, Mr. Kleisen Moniela from Durko. After the break, a conversation with the spokesperson and the director for communications at the University of Forte, J.P. Ruert. The progress at the University of Forte and things that are happening at that institution, hopefully we will hear accounts not necessarily of and only the criminal matter. That is important, but among many other things that are happening. Good things at the Great Forte.